you feel like teams are coming in here not respecting who you guys are? No, because every team want to beat our ass. Uh, it don't matter who who's on the floor. Uh, you know, for five years or so, we've been we've been kicking a lot of people ass, and so uh, now that. You know, we don't have certain guys out there. They don't care. They see a Warriors jersey and they want to attack us. So I don't feel like a lot of teams have overlooked us. Um, if they feel that way, then that's on them. But uh, teams try to take our head off, and you can kind of feel that every single night. One thing is certain. No matter who's on the floor when these two rivals collide, both teams see red. Clay Thompson was fired up post game, celebrating like he just sunk the game winner pumping his fist and blissfully shouting, I'm so happy you beat them, man. Bleep them. Dennis Robin face. Iman Shumpert face. What's up? What's popping, playboy? Boy. Not a whole lot. How was your Christmas? Keep the Christ in Christmas. Uh, Christmas was cool. It was all right. Uh, that's all you got? How was Christmas? Christmas was I'm cool. Christmas is more so for the kids these days than it is for us. And um, the twins had a ball. Ethan has been, like, battling a little sickness, so he wasn't really, like, really into it. Um so, but yeah, but the, the twins enjoyed it. Me and Mel sat around, ate, watched movies, basketball. It was cool. Everything was strisnai. How was your Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, holiday? Don't say put the Christ in Christmas and now holiday me. Happy holidays. You're you're a happy holidays person. I, mean, I don't know what angle, you know, these days is you just never know. You think you can say Merry Christmas to someone you grew up with all your life and then it's like they hit you with a happy holidays and you'd be like, Oh, I ain't know I ain't know you had switched up like that. Who hit you with a happy holidays, man? <laughs> <laughs> Who hit you with happy holidays? <clears throat> None. Just yeah. Mm. Tell me offline. Don't worry about it. Tell me offline. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> probably Miss Bonds because you was the old buddy buddy with her last week. It's probably Miss Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. It was. I was trying not to laugh because, and when I asked you if you were friends with her on Facebook, the zinger here is that she's been battling breast cancer for like the past. Eight months, I want to say, and you had that mention. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And, yeah. Uh, so we went from Christmas to to this. Okay. <laughs> okay. No problem. So that was that. That's that. Okay. But, yeah. No problem. No how was your How was your Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Don't worry about it. Uh, I got you right here.
right. Yeah. So my Christmas that helped you. It did. It did. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to come in here with Sorry, TJ. I was just going to let it slide, but then you brought her name up again, so I figured maybe I could, you know, help you out for future avoidances of, of such. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yes, yeah, so... My Christmas, to bring us back to joy, joyfulness, <laughs> my Christmas Eve started... Uh, and I'm, the reason why I'm saying Christmas Eve is because it started with people inviting themselves to my house under the premise of, oh, we have a gift for the kids. And me and Tiffany are like, oh, no, we'll come get it on uh, Monday. No, no, we want to see the nigga. We can bring them to you. You don't have to. So, yeah, we had people show up with, for gifts, well, with gifts for the kids. And... Of course, trying to be host, we like, oh no, we'll 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 have dinner, don't worry about it. So yeah. A pan of lasagna later. I hate niggas to show up to your house with the Edmonds uh loaf cake and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, we feeding you. The least you can do is make it to an actual supermarket, even if it's a, a, a supermarket pie, nigga, whatever. Cheesecake, something. Oh. Come with a supermarket cheesecake. That'll work. Don't bring that little half loaf, that little four-inch loaf. That ain't gonna cut it. It wasn't even a loaf. It was the assortment donuts. And I'm like, <laughs> you couldn't even get powdered or frosted. <laughs> no, so you had a you had a very festive week, starting out with the eve. What did you do for Christmas? Oh, did you guys stay in? Did you get out? I, I was getting ready to say, recalling to a conversation we had last week, definitely repurposed those Intamin boxes for uh, Tiffany's sister's house we went to on Christmas Day. <laughs> definitely <laughs> repurposed them, huh? That's how you do it. Yeah. Kept them in it. the same bag and everything. Wasn't even trying to make it seem like. <laughs> <laughs> There, here you go. Merry Christmas. We were here uh, pretty much all day. Uh, Chuck and Kim came up. Uh, we were here all day. And uh, we went to Tiffany's sister's house at like 7? 7.30? Wow. Yeah, we were, we were here all day. Now, do you have any traditions that y'all do on a... Christmas? How's your day start? What's the uh, rundown? It starts with kids opening up gifts. Um, this year was a little bit different because the twins run on their own time, really. <laughs> and the boys wake up fairly early. So they were up by like 6.37. In the uh, morning? Yeah. They, they wake up very early. And I want to say Eva woke up like eight-ish, and we had to wake Ellie up because Ellie would have gone well into like noon if we let her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so once we got 
once we got everybody up and, you know, shaking, shake the sleep off, that took a little bit for the twins. Um, then it'll start with gift opening, um, some pictures, and then I usually do a big breakfast because Mel cooks the dinner, so I'll, you know, make breakfast like a whole spread, eggs, bacon, biscuits, home fries, sausages, Sound waffles. like Schaefer Street. Sound like Schaefer Street. Yeah. So that's that's um one of the, like the working traditions is more so like the breakfast, the big breakfast for us to have in the morning. Kids play with their toys and then you know do the coordinated pajamas, Christmas photo. So yeah, as the as they get older, we'll probably, you know, figure out more things to kind of like work in. Um but for now, the staple has been that big breakfast. Like, that's been a consistent thing uh, over the years. Shout out to the diners that are open on Christmas morning. Uh, that's where our breakfast came from because Tiffany was cooking dinner. <laughs> so, <laughs> shout out to the diners because you niggas are yeah, rolling. Shout out to all the establishments that were open on Christmas. You guys are the real MVPs. Any, uh, what is your going through this Christmas thing? What is your, uh, not must haves, but like, granted, you know, you got gift wrapping paper. Day of Christmas outside of breakfast, what are your must have items to have on deck? Eggnog for sure. Um, Dinner, like the ham, we always have a ham and collard greens on Christmas, like every Christmas since we've been married. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And the TV, so we can watch something. I and going through this uh, since uh, my parents, I've learned that the industrial garbage bags are a must. And this year, yeah, I had those for the first year this year. Yeah. Shout out to uh, my cousin who shall remain nameless, just in case, you know, the feds are watching and somehow trash bags are an indictable offense. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they came through with the industrial joints and boy, I tell you, them joints were clutch. And I forgot that I had them and we had gone through like four regular garbage bags and we still had mad trash and I'm like, and something told me, look up. And on the top of my refrigerator were those industrial size trash bags. And I was like, yeah! yeah so, yes, that... I, I will be having those every year from this day forward. Industrial size trash bags. Yeah. Industrial size uh, garbage bags my go-to. And uh, after we came up here and made jokes about it last year, I made it my business to buy every size battery just to have. <laughs> just to have. Yeah, we didn't have any battery. I think one of the the twins, the ice cream cart, we got them needed batteries, but it didn't really need batteries for them, like for you to operate it, weirdly enough. So they were fine without them. So, yeah, we didn't have no battery issues this year. Um, I will say this. Please do not buy my kids toys that need assembly. 
Nigga. Once again, please Nigga. do not my kids' toys that need assembly. I will second that. Nigga, Caden got a, a a Hot Wheels car garage set that's about four feet tall that he looking to get put up together now. And I'm like, yeah, nah. ain't going to happen, Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a level with you. That, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> and then you... But you, if you buy it for the twins, it's two. So it's like, all right, we got one of these together. This other one, I'm sorry, y'all gonna have to share that one. Like, <laughs> assembly, like I can't see it. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I can't. I can't help you. <laughs> so please, do not buy my kids anything that requires assembly. You can assemble it yourself and bring it over with a bow around it, whatever. Fam, but, come on. I, I I second that a hundred percent, nigga. That. We really do appreciate, you know, your love and the gifts and the, but like, that's annoying. Don't. Thank you. That nigga Charles was put to work. He put this bike together for Cali and it seemed like nigga was in a corner with screws for a while. I was like, good luck. Yeah, now I got to wait for like handy people to come around like Mary or Tisha or like, <laughs> so just sitting. Like, it's just us going to sit. I'm sorry. I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Before we uh, get out of this, what's one gift that your kids got that you like? Yeah, they could. You you didn't have to get this. this you could have kept this. That they got from somebody else. From somebody else, not you. That somebody else thinking they were doing a a kind gesture by buying your kid a gift. <laughs> Um, you can bleed the fifth because I don't mind. I don't got no shame saying mine. You can bleed the fifth on yours if you want. Um, <laughs> I, I won't say who it's from, but they did get something, and like when presented, they just like looked at it and <laughs> right back now, <laughs> and it's still boxed. So. <laughs> I don't think that they're interested. We might have to re-gift that one. Um, yeah. Just person's money don't go to waste. <laughs> it's like a little, like a one of those tumble car thingies, remote control. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Somebody sent uh, Kaden a gift that said Auntie So and So. I'm like, nigga, not really, but. <laughs> Nigga, it's a double-decked airplane that all it does is make, like, you know, you ever hear the Chinese uh, telephone? Mm-hmm. It makes those noises and it spins around. That's all it does. Mm-mm. And after two minutes of that just playing, I'm like, hey, you got to turn that off. <laughs> turn it off and put, put that somewhere. But And a lady... The lady kept texting Tiffany all all Christmas, like, "Well, did they like the gift?" I'm like, "Fam, tell her she can come get it back if she want. She want to know if they liked it so much. She can come get it back." <clears throat> oh man. Well, yeah. Uh, you said y'all watched basketball along with everything else, and for those who did not know, this is going to be a sports recap. So uh, we'll give we'll give you time to. <laughs> Gracefully hit the exits. But nah, as uh, we opened up, 
with uh, the Draymond uh, little snippet from his interview where somebody asked him about uh, their winning. We're not going to start with Golden State, but his response was, nah, because people are dying to kick our ass. And for the past couple, like, you know, I can't blame them because for the past five years, we've been whipping everybody else's ass. So now, like, it's no surprise that we got a target on our back and everybody wants to um, pretty much blow, uh, beat us down. And then <laughs> when uh, the guy comes back on, he says, Clay, like, was so happy about the win that he was, like, genuinely like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad y'all beat them. Like, I can't stand the Rockets. Like, F them. And starting with the earlier game, were you surprised at all watching the games? Did did anything take you by surprise, or were you just like, uh? Um, the Celtics Raptors game was just like, uh, I just you know had it on because we had watched Christmas Story like twice already, and it was like all right enough for that. Um, I wasn't really like I had no expectation of that game, so that didn't like nothing there surprised me. Um. That Milwaukee game, I was like, whoa, that was shocking. Um, and the Rockets losing was shocking, and the Lakers losing was shocking. Like, So, like, yeah, three out of those four games, I was like, whoa, what's happening? Um, definitely didn't see, you know, the Sixers knocking down threes like that and blowing Giannis and them right back to Wisconsin. Um Am I missing something with Giannis, though, real quick? Like, everybody keeps saying he's, like, the the second coming. You know, the, the league will be his once LeBron retires. And, like, he's the next big – like, every time I see Giannis play, he just looks – he looks average to me. At like, best. Yeah, like, he doesn't dominate games. Like, even when he does score, you know, like, 29 or whatever, it's just, like – it just seems to me, like, easy points. Like, the game doesn't really go through him. He doesn't when they when they're like in close situation. He doesn't like command the ball and take over the game when when the Bucks need him. I don't. I'm not sold on Giannis. Like I don't see what the like. I can see the potential there, but for everybody to be you know like just handing him the keys, I'm like, no, slow down. Like they got you know almost swept by the Raptors last season. It's like I don't know. He just like for for me in big moments, he's just. He's just like ghost almost. I, I'll do you one better. I watched that game and it like a light bulb went off and I said, ah, I got it. He's just a taller Andre Iguodala. Okay. Where Iggy didn't necessarily blow you away by his game, just his freakish athleticism and his ability to defend. He can not create a shot, but he can handle a dribble every now and then. And if need be, he'll knock down some shots. But it's not his go-to. Like, he'll, he's a defensive mindset who can dunk like crazy and has a eh, bit of a jumper. But when I watched that game um, on Christmas, that's the first thing that came to mind was, all right, that he's, he's just a taller Andre Iguodala. Yeah, because it even seems like Chris Middleton gets more shots and touches than he does. Um, 
Bledsoe last season when he was, you know, when he was healthy, he obviously hasn't played this year because he's been hurt. But he just doesn't like. He doesn't take off like he doesn't pop out to me like Harden does for the Rockets or like KD when he was with the Warriors and OKC or like LeBron even. You know what I mean? He just he just seems to be like a a freakish you know individual that just scores whenever you know whenever he can. I don't. I don't get the big hype with Giannis, but I was surprised how they got blown out by the 76ers basically up until, you know, late in that game when the Bucks just made a, a meaningless comeback. But that game shocked me. Um, and the Rockets, I I just knew James Harden was going to score like 70 and, you know, Merry Christmas as all. And just we laughed at that game. We yeah. laughed at the game. Yeah, we we like, they, should, they shouldn't even run that in the Christmas lineup because who wants to see the Warriors? Who wants to see Draymond Green and, you know, the Vars B team? But, you know, they was fighting and they 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 get to the right. I was very surprised by that. Um, and I did not expect the Lakers to lose to the Clippers. I did not but expect I- Patrick Beverly to lock up. <laughs> LeBron James. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get to Pat in one second. But the the Warriors Rockets game, we we give Steve Kerr a lot of slack for saying that he had he pretty much had an easy job for five years. Um, for him to make the adjustment on James Harden that they did defensively to pretty much be uh, conditioned enough to not foul him, that might be a new uh, strategy people implement. Is like. Everybody was hands up every time he drove. It was like yeah. make him finish. Don't swipe. Yeah. Yeah. Make yeah. him finish. Don't don't give him easy two points because you know he's gonna try to get to the line. Make him finish. And I I I think you're gonna see a whole bunch of defenses trying to implement that. Trap him at half court. Get the ball out of his hands. When he does get the ball back, don't swipe. Keep your hands up and make him. However he gonna get his points, we'll live with however he gets it. But we ain't gonna send him to the line fifteen times. Right. For the game, I, I thought that that was cool, but yeah, nigga, you might have to walk back your Pat Beverly comments, man. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> that little Oscar the Grouch looking like <laughs> yo, he really has to chill. Somebody in the crowd yell like, "You better chill before we call James Harden," and then he yells back, "I'll lock his ass up too." Like, that, that nigga have 45 points on you. What are you talking about? You, you don't be locking nobody. He put the clamps on LeBron the other night, though. Might have, you might have to walk that back. <laughs> I know LeBron fans is sick right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, yeah. Patrick Beverly might be the new LeBron stopper. He might be the new LeBron stopper. Give Pat his credit. I think it's trash, but he had LeBron on the clamps. I told you last week Pat Beverly was going to frustrate niggas. I said that. I said it was going to be him and Rondo, but... I don't see how... Yeah, I don't see how... Like, that's... He's showing his hand. Every single time. (laughs) <laughs> Every single game, he's showing his hand, and yet everybody's still falling for it. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's his mo. 
This is what he does. And for LeBron to be as big, like, this is what pissed me off when he came to the Heat. And they was putting J.J. Barea on LeBron, and he kept taking jump shots. I'm like, yo, if you don't back this little nigga down and get to the line, how are you a whole foot taller than this dude, a whole 75 pounds heavier, a pure muscle, and you want to face him up and take a jump shot? This is nine this years is not, later. This is still what this is still what he's doing. Like you have a smaller person on you, your shot wasn't even falling like that. So why do you think you're just gonna be able to pull up and shoot a three to to tie the game? Like back him down, try to get to the line. But like Skip be saying, he's scared to go to the line because he can't make free throws. Here's my. This is a, a two part thing for me, and this this is not a LeBron bashing, but that's been my biggest gripe with LeBron James. Nigga, if you're the built like a locomotive, there's no reason why niggas should not, like you shouldn't be going to the line for charges. Okay, you got a jump shot, but there's no reason why you can't bully your way it's to the rim. Money, that's easy money. I always, I always said that about LeBron. But you like you quick to call like cry like the moment somebody slaps your hand like fam. Come on. That's like playing against your sons, my nigga. Back the nigga down. Turn, like, I don't get that with him. And I don't, the biggest thing I took away from Christmas Day, nigga, if you, if these goddamn centers and power fours don't stop shooting the damn three. Like, bam, relax. Niggas be popping out. Like, how you pop out the paint (laughs) as a forward or a center? Pop out the paint for a jump shot. Like, yo. If I'm Frank Vogel, I'm telling AD, nigga, for the rest of the year, catch the ball on a block and go to work. There's no reason why. Nigga, because you shoot a three and it misses, that's a long rebound, and that's a that's a transition yeah. basket going yeah. other way. Yeah. Nigga, nobody on the Clippers can stop Anthony Davis. I don't want to hear about um what's that? Yeah, they don't have the um, stats. It's it's simple math. They don't have the they don't have the size to even compete with the Lakers. When you think about it, AD, Javale, Dwight Howard, Kuzma, like those dudes are long. And who they have? The Clippers, Montrez, and that that Zubac dude. Like what? What are we talking about? But no, everybody want to play finesse and shoot jump shots and pull up a three. Like come on. Brian was his shot wasn't even falling like that. So like, why are you even just dancing behind the behind the three point line with Patrick Beverly in front of you? Nigga, turn around and back him down, fam. Why? Like that's a simple two dribbles at well, best. Well, they cleared it out. I'm watching the replay right now, they cleared it out. This nigga turned around to step back to try to take a three. Come on. But this is where like. I don't like his style of play, but this is where you get got to give James Harden credit. The nigga ain't afraid to go to the line. Yeah. He also ain't afraid to shoot 27 three-pointers, but he ain't afraid to go to the line. Like his, his mentality is if I keep going to the line and I see these free throws going in, eventually these shots is going to go in. Nigga going to be taking 28 threes like, by himself. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. In the history of the game, I've never seen a nigga shoot as many free throws and three pointers 
although an injury is taking you out and it's not you saying, oh, well, I, I need to rest. Fam, how, how, how many games can the Lakers sustain with just AD? All right, so, how, so where do you stand on the load management argument? Because there's the there's the, the the stance that like Doc Rivers and Greg Popovich those you know those types they have where they're gonna rest their star players if they have you know like three games in in five nights or something or they have a back to back or you know they travel across the country and you know have to play the next night different variations um, we're gonna load manage injury aside we don't care we're just maintaining you know, you're low. And then you have LeBron who's like, hey, I'm healthy. I'm going to play. It doesn't matter the schedule. Back to back, three nights in a row, whatever, cross country, cross cross the seas, whatever. It doesn't matter. If I'm healthy, <clears throat> I'm playing. Um, so where do you stand? LeBron is like, you know, the people pay their money to come see us. Their kids could be there that, that, that want to see LeBron James play. And then I'm just sitting out because of load management. It doesn't make sense to me. Where do you stand on the whole issue? I hate it. 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 I'm the Charles Barkley and Shaq mindset where it's like, nigga, this is foreign. This is this is new to these new niggas that's playing. But I can understand if we playing so three out of five nights. Why? From the from the business aspect of like <clears throat> viewership, and you know, you turn into a game and you you want to see LeBron play, or you purchase your two hundred dollar tickets and LeBron's not there. Do you hate it because of that, or it's just like? Be a man, man up, and you know, play no, no matter what. Like, what's what's the reason for the hate? If you're injured, fine. I can understand you you being injured. My my biggest thing is from the business standpoint. If I am a paying customer, whether it's me buying league pass, whether it's me buying a plane ticket and coming to an arena to see somebody play. Um, not to say that I expect to see somebody play, but the anticipation is, oh, I'm buying these tickets so I can see my favorite person's play. I wouldn't normally go to Denver, but the only reason why I'm going is because, like, one right. of the players that I really like are playing. Right. The only, the only um, time for me... That makes sense. You said if we're paying three out of five games. Now, if you're giving me limited minutes, okay. Like, if, if it's three out of five games and you're saying, all right, well, I ain't going to play you um, but 20 minutes, okay. Because you at least you still let me play. Or at least I'm still playing, not even letting me. At least I'm playing. All right. Injuries aside, if you're healthy, I think you should be playing. Period. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't like the 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 load management thing either. Cause it's like, like this is what you get paid to do, nigga. You get paid. Like this is you get salary. paid to play the game that you like. You're playing a game. You <laughs> like it's not that strenuous. Like you know, like I can understand with football. Like I can see load management in football for like those Thursday night games. Like I would totally be okay with that because football is so violent and it's so it's so taxing on your body that to play on a Sunday game and then turn around and do Thursday, like I don't know how those niggas do that. Um, 
I would be okay with that. Even as like a, a fan, I wouldn't I would never purchase a Thursday night ticket game because I'd be like, you just never know. But for basketball, it's just like it's just so easy and free flowing. I mean, I get the back to backs, but you know, manage your minutes. You know, eat better, like maintain a better diet and you know, like take it like you get paid a lot of money to take care of your body to ensure that you are available for the games that you're supposed to be playing. Just play the game. Fam, when basketball players get paid, they get paid off of a yearly basis. How many games in a season? 82. So at the bare minimum, I'm paying you to play 82 games. Yeah. After those 82 games, if you start talking about playoffs and all that other stuff, that's not outside of the scope of your paycheck. You got paid for 82 games. Right. And that that brings me to this Kyrie thing. Like, I don't know if this, like, I don't know. I want to see Brooklyn next year, but I don't know if he's still going to make it to next year or if he's doing it strategically to sit out until, K- until KD comes back. It seems like it. It seems like he's just like, all right, my pinky broke. I'm not saying this is what happened to Kyrie. I'm just like, this is the scenario. My pinky broke. I'm sitting out for the pinky. I go back to the doctor. I'm like, yeah, you know, my shoulder was kind of hurting me too. So then the doctor looked at my shoulder and like, oh, you got a little bit of tear here. You know, you go back and check that. It's like, yeah, well, my, my calf was kind of strained too. Like, the doctor take a look. It's like, like, fam, like, come on. Like, that nigga little big neck injury that you probably could play with for this season, but you're just taking advantage of it because your big buddy's not there. Katie's going to be out for the season. You guys had a losing record with you scoring 40 points in, in three nights straight. You still couldn't win a game. And now the team is going like the seventh seed. All of a sudden, with an above 500 record with you on the bench. So now it kind of looks like, well, maybe I should just sit this one out and wait till Kevin Durant comes back next season. That nigga Kyrie. But that's like kind of corny. That nigga Kyrie is the only black mechanic uh, at the cheesy yeah. gas station yeah. that passes your um, car for inspection and it shouldn't. He's that mechanic. Oh, nigga, you came in for oil change? Your engine messed up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your radiator's jacked up too. Oh yeah, your, uh, you need you need new suspension. Like yeah, that, he's that nigga. That's Kyrie. Yeah, and Kyrie's my guy. But like, come on, like this was your opportunity. This is always what you wanted. You know, from day one, this is why you and Bron clashed a little bit in Cleveland, and this is why it didn't really work out with the Celtics. Is because you wanted to be the man on a team, the man, the leader, the leading scorer. The MVP of your team. This is always what you wanted to do. Then you get this opportunity with these young BC level guys in in Brooklyn, and it would clearly have been your team while Kevin Durant is sitting on the bench getting healthy. Like no questions about it, no debate. And Kyrie is the man on this team. And then you like just succumb to injuries and like, yeah, well, this is broke too, and this hurt too, and this is strained, and this is torn, and this is this is. I'll be back twenty twenty twenty. Come on, bro. But that's what um not surprised. Well, yeah, nigga, it's surprising. That was surprising about Golden State. You got Draymond and D'Angelo who like could easily take the easy way out and fake an injury. Oh, I'm out for the season. 
But them niggas is playing with young guys, and I think that's the mentality Kyrie's missing. Like, nigga, we if we can win with just who we got here, because that's what Golden State was built off of. Let's win with the niggas we have. We don't need a big name person until like, like right. let's win with our our group here. And I think what where Kyrie's mindset is jacked up is that the nigga feels like he has to like although he wants to be the man. He wants to play with another star. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to play with another star. Man, and, I don't know. Uh, it work because he's just so ball dominant. This is what I'm saying. It, it it can sound good on paper, and then when Durant get there, it's gonna be like, all right, nigga, like Dre, when Dre, he was clapping at Draymond for the ball, and Draymond <laughs> called nigga, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I can't wait to see how this unfolds. This is gonna be really interesting. Let me uh ask you very quick um before we get off the topic of Chris Masketball, which is probably the worst name. The uh, easiest. Complex Complex Sports um put up a what if you could choose one dream NBA Christmas matchup. I'm only gonna give you three of these because the fourth one just doesn't. Like I'm, I'm over it. Uh, but Magic versus LeBron, MJ versus Kobe, or AI versus Steph on Christmas. Oh, that's really good, actually. Um, Just because I think it would be more of an even matchup, I would take AI versus Steph. Because I think, yeah, I MJ in his prime versus Kobe in his prime, MJ walks away with that. Um, Magic in his prime versus LeBron in his prime. Yeah, I would I would give LeBron that edge as well, just because he's just so physically he's much more of a physical dominance than Magic. Um, so yeah, I would like to see that AI versus Steph mad crossovers and handles. Yeah, I'll go for that one. When you said evenly matched, I thought you was gonna say MJ Kobe. But we talking prime just MJ. Just because Kobe imitate, imitated MJ's whole game does not evenly match at all. And I know Kobe fans think that he's the second coming to MJ. You, you guys need to relax with that because he was not. Not even close. <laughs> like, not even close. But yeah, you don't think so? You don't think MJ would have like Torched Kobe, like ninety two MJ. That nigga would have sent Kobe right back to Philly via LA, crying. I'm glad you said that because that's gonna lead me into the next thing. But I would that uh, that Last Dance documentary that's coming out next oh, June. I can't wait for that. Oof. Prime MJ. I'm not saying uh, it would. It's, it's unleveled, but. Prime MJ, that that nigga was a problem. 
It was. It was scary. But on a flip side, Prime Kobe wasn't a slouch either. So it's like, but Jordan still gets the edge on that one because it's like. Jordan was way more efficient than Kobe. That's the only thing. Like, Kobe had to take a lot of shots to get his points, kind of like how um, James Harden does. Um, MJ was just way more efficient, way better defender. So, yeah, Kobe, <laughs> I don't think Kobe was in a chance. <laughs> I remember that All-Star game when a washed MJ was a... Uh... No, no. Well, he was he was nearing the end of his prime when him and um, Kobe faced each other in the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the, the poster where he had his uh, back to Kobe and Kobe was trying to, like, uh, D him up with his elbow on his back, and that nigga just turned around and <laughs> rolled yeah, up. Kobe that night, <laughs> rolled right over him, <laughs> and he was like forty two. <laughs> just imagine, like, <laughs> like nah, that... seven year old MJ would have flamed Kobe. The AI Steph matchup would be one to watch. Yeah, if, it would just be it would just be hella fun, like yeah, Rucker Park yeah. type stuff. Yeah, but that uh, that last dance, Doc, my nigga, I I think they're gonna try to put it on after the finals. They they better. I I think because there's no reason for it to, for it to wait till June, and you like advertising it now. For June, <laughs> they've been advertising that joint for a while now. They've been running heavy with it this month for whatever reason. I really don't know. Um, build anticipation because, nigga, I saw it like the the I want to call it the ultimate drill. I'm like, nigga, I'm thinking it's coming on like next week. Yeah, or something. yeah, it's like coming in June. <laughs> like what? Not even March. Like, I gotta drop this in March. Fam, give it, give me that goddamn doc. And why is it ten parts, nigga? Like, <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah, that's, a whole, I'm that's a whole season worth of content. <laughs> yeah, I'm already, I'm already told. Like, just sign me up. Yeah, nigga, yeah. tell me when it's coming on. I'll set my DVR, and you, just like you can do. Here's a cheap plug. You can set your, your clock to Friday to know it's Friday because every 9 a.m., whatever face drops. <laughs> don't even got to know the day. It's 9 o'clock, on fr- 9 o'clock comes. You should know, up oh, must be Friday. Whatever face came out. Must be Friday. Well, yeah. That last dance joint uh, looks like it's going to be Fuego. Uh I wanted to run down this list or ask your opinions on this list uh, before we get into uh, football. But Forbes' highest paid athletes of the decade. I'm going to go from 10 to 1. Lewis Hamilton, $400 million. Kevin Durant, 425 at number 9. Number 8, Manny Pacquiao at 435. Million guys, I'm here on the millions. Number seven, Phil Mickelson with 480. Number six, really? I, yeah, 
Yep. Number six, Tiger Woods with 615. Number five, Roger Federer, 640. Number four, LeBron James, 680. Number three, Leo Messi, 750. Number two, Cristiano Ronaldo, 800. And number one, Floyd Money Mayweather, 915. Mm. Highest paid of the decade. Wow. Mostly basketball, uh, but even with basketball, the soccer niggas. <laughs> yeah. Eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. Not surprised that Floyd at nine fifteen, but. When I saw him at 915, I'm like, well, goddamn, how much uh, nigga bringing in a fight? Yeah, honestly. Because I thought he only had like that that one big thing where he was like 100 million or something. That check that he's always like bragging about. But clearly, like, he eating. You know what I think it is? I think it's his uh, promotion company, too. Because um, they are the ones that usually. Uh, put the fights on. So he probably gets bread from that on yeah. top of the purse that he gets from the actual fight itself. Yeah. But uh yeah man. Uh nine hundred and fifteen for Floyd Floyd Money, who I don't think should come out of retirement. Right off yeah. into the sunset. Get right off into the sunset, nigga. You fifty and old. No reason to you fighting no names. Like I saw somebody say Floyd gonna end up fighting a kangaroo next. That's that's gonna be his next big paycheck. <laughs> and that would just that would hurt my heart to watch Floyd Mayweather in a ring with a kangaroo just because it was a big payday. <laughs> now, the big bag attached to this kangaroo. Let's get it. Oh, oh man. Uh, yeah. Surprised. I just hope he has enough, the right sense to be like, nah, I'm not going like some stuff. Every bag ain't the right bag, man. Yeah. yeah. He don't seem like that type, though. Nigga, get out. You got Floyd. <laughs> you got Floyd effed up. Floyd definitely seems like the type to be like any bag is a good bag. Oh yeah, he. I, was, that's, I thought you were saying that he wouldn't take. I'm like, oh, nah. Floyd. Oh. Yeah, nah. Floyd see any Floyd see a fifty million dollar bag and he be like, yeah, no terms or nothing. Like, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, nigga can't know the terms because he. No, all right, that's, <laughs> all right. See. Uh, speaking about knowing the terms, I wish I knew the terms of Marshawn's deal. But uh, shout out to Marshawn Lynch getting—I <laughs> think he's only signed for the rest of the season. So that's whatever week seventeen and then the playoffs. Yeah, and you get playoff bonuses, right? For every round you make was at the NBA. That's the NBA. I don't know if that. Like I know, um, 
there's incentive when they do uh, yearly contracts for football. Like, um, I'm just going to say somebody like Andrew Luck, where you get a guarantee, a signing bonus, and it's like, well, every every round in the playoffs, we every, like the further we go in the playoffs, you'll get X amount. I don't know if that's the terms of Marshawn's contract, but uh, just the mere fact that when you think about it, niggas, but it could be potentially like two or three games. Yeah. Yeah. It, it potentially be about two or three games, but I think that adds uh, another dimension to the Seahawks because I don't know what's been going on with Russ these past couple weeks. Yeah, he's looking a little shaky, baby. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Russ, but uh, having uh, Marshawn in your back pocket, I just hope Pete Carroll learned his lesson and doesn't throw the ball on. Yeah, he can be serviceable. Do you think, because Seahawks and the 49ers play on Sunday, do you think Marshawn has a impact if any uh, impact no. I think he will give them some meaningful yards and possessions but I don't think I don't think uh, a Seahawks win would be contingent upon like a beast mode type performance hmm. if they get if they because the Seahawks game is pretty much just run the ball no matter what so if they can just hand the ball off to Marshawn and he get he can average like three, four yards a carry, you know, maybe for like fifteen carries or whatever, like that's a serviceable game for him. That's and, actually a Sunday night game. Yeah, it is. Hmm. It is. I'm hmm. going for forty nine ers. If this was a couple weeks ago, I would. You know what? Nah, I'm gonna say the Seahawks. They find a way. They did the first game uh, against my better judgment. I'm gonna say the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, they found a way the first game, and I think the 49ers are gonna come back. You know, everybody is fighting for seeding. Um. I think the 49ers come back with, like, some roaring vengeance. Like, yeah, we are here too, Seahawks. Take that. That's how they sound. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely in the huddle, like, (laughs) (laughs) but nah, I I got the 49ers winning by, like, three points, maybe. Nothing crazy. Oh boy, we shall see. We um, shall see. What I, th- I thought it was interesting. I watched. Um, it was, they were doing like a a special on uh, Drew Brees. Um, one reason why I'm saying Drew Brees because there's four teams vying for first place <laughs> come Sunday. The Seahawks, the Niners, the um, Packers, and the Saints vying for fourth place, not fourth place, uh, the number one spot in the NFC. And 
they did like a brief thing on Drew Brees' record-setting accomplishments. And what I thought was dope on Drew Brees' account was every single person that contributed to a stat, whether it was touchdown, whether it was yards, whether it was um, whatever it was dating back to when he was a charger, he sent them a game ball with their contribution to his uh, record-breaking stats. Like, so one one guy, he... um, he caught a pass that wasn't even intended for him. It was his his players' ball was like one catch for two yards and a touchdown. But Drew Brees wrote a um he wrote a letter to every single individual person that got um the game ball with stats, and he was pretty much thanking them for their contribution to his um his legacy. And I thought that was freaking yeah, nice. hell of dope. Yeah. Very nice, Drew. Yeah, that was hell of a joke. In your top QB, top 10, top 20, top 5? Breeze is 5. Breeze is top 5. He's top 5. All right, go ahead. You have to name him now. Peyton, Brady. Um, We talking all time or just in general? Yeah, all time. All time. Montagna. Yeah. Montana, Peyton, Brady, Breeze, and Marino. What? Yeah. Yeah. You got Breeze over John Elway? Over Brett Favre? Yeah. You said top five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Who's your five? Tom, Peyton, Montana, Elway, and Favre. That's not a bad list. Wow, you have Drew Brees really high. I'm shocked. I, only, only, only reason why I feel like he, you have to put him there is because his records and him being the keeper of majority of those records of the people that you mentioned, you can't ignore that. And he's a Super Bowl champion. You can't ignore that. Yeah, but he's never been, like, the best quarterback. That's why... That's why you can't ignore his stats having him above everybody that you name. He has Favre's record. He has Peyton's record. He has Marino's record. Like you can't you can't ignore uh, history. I mean, you can. Not when it's. That but, but but numbers sometimes don't always tell the whole story. Like Dak Prescott, for example, this season. Like he has the numbers, but they're a little bit skewed because first few games were against trash teams, and then you know the rest of it is like games like when they're getting blown out. Like the Packers game, they're, they're basically losing that game for four quarters, and then they just start 
like the Packers check out of that game and then the Cowboys go on like a meaning a meaningless run. And then at the end of the game, he has like a three hundred plus stat sheet. But it's like yeah, but it doesn't you know what I mean? It's not really telling the whole story. I was surprised that the Cowboys had uh the number one offense in terms of yardage this season. That yeah, was shocking to me. This is what I'm. That's what I'm telling you. Like numbers don't always tell the whole story. It's like a lot of it is padded. A lot of it is just like empty. Is like that's that's kind of how I feel like about Drew Brees. It's just like he's just I don't know. It's like the numbers don't tell it all. Okay, if you take away his record for yardage, um. Having the most passing yards. Okay, let's let's not include that. But in terms of touchdowns, him having thrown the like him having thrown the most most touchdowns and not being a Super Bowl champion would mean Jack would mean Jack squat. Nigga, okay, you do a lot of touchdowns to niggas that didn't mean nothing and but you never won a big game. Okay. But the fact that he is a Super Bowl champion who beat Peyton Manning's team. I just I don't think you can ignore those numbers. Throw throw everything else away if you want to, but those numbers. He's not the most winning, most decorated uh, quarterback or the flashiest, but I feel like championships speak volumes when you when you speak about people's legacy and what they bring um what they bring to a table. Yeah, but then look at Eli Manning. Who has two championships and none of those records. I'm just saying, it doesn't always tell a story. I hear you. I hear you. And if this was anybody else, if I would have said, uh, you you brought up the perfect... Um, person. If I would have said Dak Prescott, nigga, I would have expected you to escort me to the nearest exit as soon as possible. Because it's like, alright, you're high, podcast over. Like... <laughs> yeah, but, you know, 15 years, 18 years from now, we could Dak Prescott could have the numbers. But when has Dak, Dak Prescott yeah. ever the best quarterback in the NFL? It's just... Like every year since since Drew Brees has been in the NFL, he's never been like you can like the best quarterback right now in the NFL is Drew Brees. It's never, and it's not his fault that he's been in that era with like Tom and you know Peyton. It's just Philip Rivers at times have looked better than him. It's just I don't know. In Brees's career, five of those years, Peyton's been MVP. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a lot of quarterbacks you can't put up with the Peyton Manning. Tom might be the only, like, in terms of not production, so to speak. I mean, but even even now with, like, Tom Brady... Being on the back end of his career, obviously, father 
the time we talked about it. Even when you look at the NFL now, you're like, you can't say Drew Brees is the best quarterback in the NFL. Even when Peyton was on his decline in Denver, you couldn't say Drew Brees is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. We mentioned up here, it had to be for two years, how Drew Brees is one of those people that get overlooked because he has been playing in the same era as Manning and Brady. Same with recall to um, the last dance. Like, nigga, there's a lot of legends that don't have championship rings because they played Mike's era. Yeah. That don't mean... Stockton and Malone ain't all NBA. Speaking of, is that a little bit overrated looking back on it as an adult? Stockton and Malone. The matchup or just their stats? Just just their stats. Yeah. I, I see I where you're going with I see where you're going with that. I would have loved to see them play on different teams outside of with each other their whole career because it's easy to be assist leader when you're throwing it to Carmelo. It's easy to be points leader when this nigga's every pass is coming your way and you play in an era where you can have a little baby hook. You don't necessarily like. Yeah. First thing was overrated. I, I think uh, people are getting tired of hearing. Stockton and Malone. Yeah, it's like, nigga, what did y'all do? What did y'all do? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> that little pick and roll. Like, <laughs> if y'all go somewhere with that little pick and roll move, assist leader score. Like, go sit down. Y'all did nothing. Y'all have nothing to show for it. You can't help it. Two of those times was against Mike. That ain't my problem. <laughs> what happened when Mike retired? Yeah, the niggas was trash, but the two times they made it. Been trash the whole time. Trash. <laughs> Don't do that because Gary Payton happily went over there too at that same time thinking that they were just going <laughs> mollywop. <laughs> that Lakers team was garbage with Malone and Payton. Yeah, that was stupid. That was stupid. Well, yeah. Well, you got a show before we get out of here because this has been a great uh, sports. Um, Netflix, you, Y O U, season two. Just about done with that. But yeah, get into it. I'm going to call you out for uh, using one of my shows from the previous week. I ain't going to do that. But you. <laughs> Season two. No, you didn't. I 100% did. You said you season two? I did. Why would you say, why would you give a show that didn't even come out yet? I said it hasn't come out yet, but you season two, 
I'm looking forward to seeing that. That was There's a show no I gave. Way. Yeah. There's yeah. no way. I'll There's pull it up. No I don't fact check here, so I'm not going to waste my breath pulling up the episode. It didn't happen. If you can't provide the fact, then it, it, it definitely did not happen. Sorry. My show, Uncut Gems. That movie was so Adam I- Sandler. Fam. I'm kind of going to see that during Saturday. We'll have to have a conversation about it. But uh, Uncut Gems. That, yeah. Yeah. Uncut Gems. Um, that, I believe. Yeah, nigga. It's only entertainment. Episode 73, nigga. You gave Truth Be Told. I gave you season two. Hear that? That was the oh, mic drop. You can't give a show that hadn't come out yet. That was the mic drop. You can't give a, you can't give a show that hadn't come out yet. So. Nigga, get your excuses ready. There's only but so much time left in the year for you to use an excuse. But guess what? Like rollover <laughs> minutes? Come January, you get you a whole new set. That's it. But. All right, my niggas, that's all we have. I guess I shall holler. Yes, sir.